1: action fanatics welcome to the halloween edition of the bulletproof podcast i am your host chris the brain and joining me for this spectacular episode of the show my good friend chad cruz chad how you doing Ooh, I'm doing just fine, brain. Oh, a little Paul Bearer action there from Chad Cruz. And, yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Put your urn down. Uh, also joining us, trick-or-treat, you decide. The real Todd Gaines is back for this scary good action.
0: Trick-or-treat, motherfucker.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, you could see everybody, yeah, he's, he's kind of ornery. Chad Cruz is dead, and, uh, you know, we're good to go. This is, again, the Halloween edition, so I guess everything's fine. Scary totally good no, no. action. Yeah, yeah. Scary good action. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite scary good action movies, and that is Chopping Mall. I know Todd Gaines is a big fan of it. Chad, I know you got to revisit it, obviously, mm-hmm. for this show. Um, but before we get into that, Want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at BulletproofPod, Pod, and you can actually give us what your favorite scary good action movies are. We're also at Bulletproof Action on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, but I, I say we just get right into this thing and uh, get into Chopping Mall. That is our topic of discussion here on episode 25. What a milestone that is as we celebrate Halloween with Chopping Mall. Now the movie kicks off. Uh, with a little uh, sales pitch, so to speak, a little uh, Securetronics is introducing their new security system to the Park Plaza Mall employees. It includes three protector robots that will patrol the mall proper. And then there's also security doors that will lock from midnight to dawn. Um, And of course, here's the line, the line that, you know, had to be said, trust me, absolutely nothing can go wrong. Which is a huge red flag that something horrible is going to happen
2: yeah and and you have to wonder to yourself what uh what kind of crime must they have that they need to have these three uh killer robots roaming the mall uh, around uh,
1: they don't kill
2: oh I'm sorry uh protector they don't, they robots. Don't kill. protector robots uh roaming the the aisleways and, and the shops with these like electricity shooting, little taser thingies. Uh, right. Yeah, you got, You got to wonder what kind of craziness is going on there after, after hours.
1: Tasers, some, uh, I think, sleeping darts as well, RTG. Am I, am I correct there?
0: Yeah, there's some darts that are, that'll put your ass out. And what's really cool is this scene, you have the, the Blands played right. by Paul Bartel and uh, Mary uh, whatever her last name is. They play the Blands. And if you don't know it, that's a connection to another movie called Eating Raoul.
1: That is correct. Yeah.
0: And we also have, since this is a spooktacular mm. edition of the Bulletproof Podcast, uh, a man gets up to ask a question about the robots. And right. you don't really see him, but he's a very tall man. He's uh, Angus Scrim, who uh, is, some of you might know, played the tall man in the Phantasm movies. So I thought that's pretty cool—a cool little Halloween con- connection. And also for y'all, you horn dogs out there, the nice young lady that was doing the introductions of the robots, she's uh, Angela Ames, and she played uh, Miss Vander's. Miss Vander's is known for her role in the movie Hots. She played the character known as Boom Boom Bangs. Mm. Unfortunately, Miss Ames passed away a couple of years after making Chopping Mall but she will be missed.
1: That's H period O period T period S period. Hot.
0: Yes, yes, Hot's is a fantastic film that I recommend anybody watch. It's 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 very family friendly. Family friendly frat movie. There you go. Uh,
1: yeah, I I doubt that. All right, so we go into the opening credits, we get the great uh synth score from Chuck Serino. We get to see the mall both outside and inside. The exterior is actually the Beverly Center, and that is still standing as it as it basically appears in the film. Um, I know this because anytime somebody passes by, I get a picture of it on my phone. Also, then you have the Sherman Oaks Galleria. That was the interior of the chopping mall, and that is uh, a very familiar sight, Chad, uh, for, for Arnold Schwarzenegger fans.
2: Yeah, he's done multiple films there. Uh, you'll remember the scene from Commando, Uh, hopefully you'll remember, it was amazing, where he's uh, kind of stalking the inner grounds there looking for uh, Radon Chong and uh, gets in that crazy uh, Tarzan-like swinging duel where he's like beating the crap out of a bunch of security guards. And then also in Terminator 2 when he has that sweet gun battle with the T-1000.
1: And we also get some bikini uh, contestants on the uh, escalator. I know that's a a favorite of RTGs. Just a lot of... Yes. A lot of 80s mall hijinks in this opening. Uh, you got the ice cream bitch. you got the kids stealing a record. Um, just a, a fun little opening. And uh, with that out of the way, we cut to a, a restaurant slash diner, and we meet two of our main characters. we got Susie, who is played by Barbara Crampton, who has a rich uh, horror filmography, and then uh, Allison, who's Kelly Maroney, who also had did, did some uh, horror films, RTG.
0: Um, yes, she did. She's probably most best known for Night of the Comet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: would, be, would be my guess. And what's really cool is the person that the Blands wanted to eat and eating Raul was also in Night of the Comet. So that's just oh, yeah. another, a nice little connection. Uh, Robert uh, Beltran, who played <laughs> Hector. And uh, yeah, I thought I would share that information with the listeners out there. And also, if you look, I believe in the pizza restaurant where they are working, that Lost Empire poster that's just out oh, yeah. there, for, yep. that was Jim Wynorski, the great director of Chopping Moss' first film. So why not just go ahead and put his uh, poster yeah, on that, the I, wall? I think,
1: I think all the posters are either Wynorski or definitely Roger Corman. Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, everything, even though Corman's name is not on the credits at all, this is a Corman film because his wife uh Julie Corman, I believe is her name. She was a producer, and Corman, of course, was a producer. He just was not on the credits
1: hmm. so he actually he
0: actually gave one or excuse me he actually gave Wanorski his blessing to, yeah. uh, to to make this film, so I thought that's kind of cool so
1: yeah I mean that's something you heard a lot about Roger Corman is how many you know careers he started with you guys working for him or giving him those opportunities to make these these B movies um so while they're you know while uh, Susie and Allison are working, we find out there's going to be a party after hours when the mall closes because who doesn't want to do that? Oh, and yeah. not only are they going to do it, they're going to do it at the furniture store. and I don't recall ever seeing a furniture store in the mall, but again, maybe I'm just forgetting i' I'm, I'm old. And we also learn that Susie has uh, has plans for Allison. she has a date for her. Um, so you know we, we start laying the groundwork early uh for our our big party but this is when our remember tr- we just heard it moments ago trust me absolutely nothing can go wrong something has already gone wrong because a lightning storm is outside hits the secure tronic satellite on the roof and this is the satellite that kind of communicates with the robots so we instantly see them uh act a little less like protectors and more like killbots. Um, And we get Morty the Tech, who's enjoying a a magazine, a nudie mag to be exact, and and he's the first one down, RTG.
0: Yeah, and and unfortunately, I do not know the issue or what he was looking at.
1: I was hoping you'd have uh,
0: that. We'll say it was uh, June of 85, a Playboy, June June 85. We'll, We'll just say that's what he was looking at. Yeah, our buddy's uh, just having a good night at work, uh, checking out a nudie magazine, because who doesn't check out a nudie magazine where on, when they are on night shift? And unfortunately, one of our protectors is not a fan of either naked women or a fan of people slacking off on the job. And Maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah, and he just kills his ass.
1: And from there, we cut to the furniture store, so we now are going to meet some of the guys involved in this thing. And we've, first we first, we have Greg. who's played by Nick Siegel. And Chad Cruz, putting you on the spot here, what uh, movie was Nick Siegel in? What that, movie? That, that, that I'm a, big, a big, big fan of. I'm a big fan
2: of it. has got to be uh, – it's a canon film.
1: It's a canon film, and they they're they're breaking
2: Breaking 2. Oh, yeah, breaking 2, then, no doubt. Breaking 2, bitch. Breaking
1: Come 2, on. Electric Boogaloo. He plays the uh, snobby – guy that, uh, Kelly, or is it Kelly? Yeah, it's Kelly. Uh, Lucinda Dickey, uh, her parents want uh, her to be with him, not with Ozone. So, uh, yeah, that's where I always remember him from. We also get John Terleski. He plays, uh, Mike and John Terleski worked with Jim Wynorski again after this one for Deathstalker 2, two, which is another one I love. And then we have, uh, our nerdy character who's conveniently named Ferdy. who get it. Yeah. Nerdy Ferdy.
0: So who He's played,
1: he's played by their, Tony Odell. Who, yeah, whoever named their kid Ferdy is that yeah, what you are going to
0: say? Who the fuck named their kid Ferdy? I mean, wow, how, yeah, how See? high, how high do you have to be to name your kid Ferdy?
1: Chad Cruz, are you going to write a uh, post about how everybody should name their their sons Ferdy?
2: No, but this would this would fit into that category of what not to name your children, right? I, I uh, Ferdy pretty. would probably fit
0: in that pretty well. I am also also believe a uh, Ferdy wasn't Ferdy a member of Cobra Kai and. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he, he, was. he played he played Jimmy and he it probably his biggest role was he played on a show head of the class.
1: Head of the class, that is correct.
0: He played kind of like the nerd or the like I think the was preppy, the, he was the preppy, preppy guy. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, preppy the, preppy. yeah, not yeah, not the pre- yeah, he was well, the they preppy. were
1: all kind of nerds because they were yeah. like the uh I don't know.
0: And also when you, guys, when you guys were watching this, did you notice our buddy Mike and the way he chewed gum?
1: Chomping gum. Oh Chompin yeah.
0: Chomping gum, that short mullet with the gum every time i watch chopping mall like mike is the i'm just like instantly like drawn to his character i think it's the mullet and the gum chewing at the same time and i'm all and then then i always get disappointed as the movie goes on but at the beginning like mike is my favorite character just just because of his the way he chews gum
1: and 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 the gum chomping was all him that was his idea yep
2: Yeah, you can't write that into a script. Like chomp vigorously on your on your gum. Chomp,
0: smile, chomp, smile, chomp, choo choo, smile. And it's that's... a very
2: it's very much that Revenge of the Nerds, like uh I don't know if it's a stereotype, but it it fits very well into like his the style of character that he is, because he's like kinda like the bully of the group, like the jock bully who's got like, the the big titty girlfriend and everything, so
0: yeah, would you say these guys are are, are preppies or are, are yuppies? Because this is, you know, mid-80s, so are are, are they twi- – I mean, how old do you think everybody is?
1: That That's a good question, and we're going to – I've always wondered. That. I'm, I'm assuming just the way they talk that they're supposed to either be – that they should be like high school or yeah. fresh out of high school because they're like they have to call their parents to see parents. if they can go places and stuff. It's like so to me, you're still in high school. You got your your job in the evenings at the mall after school, I, but because yeah, when we we get our next two characters, yeah,
0: yeah, Rick, yeah. Romeo and Juliet over here coming Rick up, Rick and
1: Linda, uh, Rick who was played by Russell Todd, who uh, you may remember from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, um, and Linda was played by Carrie Emerson. They're like the married couple. They're so they're a little bit older, I'm assuming, than the rest of these. Now, I'm thinking they're there to bring the beer, but during the time they're, they're supposed to be bringing the food, but then later uh, Greg thanks Rick for bringing the beer. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like they're over 21. So they're right. the ones bringing the beer uh, and why they want to hang out with a bunch of teenagers yeah. in the, in the mall. I don't know, but what, you know, they're hard work and they have an auto repair business. So they might not have a lot of time. And this is a, a rare time after hours to party at the furniture store.
0: Brian. if you're Rick, why in the hell did you even agree to go out with this? Because I, if I was Rick, I just would would have stayed home, right, and yeah. had fun with uh with Linda, man. Because I mean, she's smoking in this movie, and I mean, I mean they they're entrepreneurs, they're business owners. I mean, she's <laughs> she's handy with the fucking wrench, man. I mean, she's like she's like the she's the dream girl, and yet he decides to go to a after hours party with a bunch of kids. When he could have stayed home and hit that, makes you wonder. See, I, I think in my
2: eyes, they, they weren't kids. They weren't teenagers. I thought they were kind of like 20, 21, in and that, and that early 20s reign. Because this is the 80s. Not everybody's going to college after high school. So to me, it was like, oh, they just got out of high school, and they're still working these jobs, and they haven't moved away didn't yet. They?
0: But Yeah, but didn't they in the 80s? Didn't you move out your house when you were 18? I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe not, but... I mean, nowadays we have a bunch of freeloaders, but yeah. back in the 80s, did we have freeloaders too?
2: I don't know. There's just like the one girl smoking cigarettes. and uh, Not that, that you can't do that when you're under 18, of course, but it just, I don't know. It didn't feel like they were 16-year-olds to me for multiple reasons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they would almost be illegal if it if yes. were for us to even be talking about it. But it, it almost seemed like Allison, it was maybe her first job. At the pizza right. place, or may, yeah. maybe I mean, and but yeah, then that's, again, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's I, a, it's a, it's a, we're probably digging too deep here. We're probably this is
0: a job, man. This Allison was sheltered. She see, she was sheltered, so she had never had a job before. That way, that's well, well, she might have been traveling too much to have a job because you know her dad was a marine, so maybe <laughs> yes. she went there from we base to base yeah, and never had chance to work. Maybe That's a little true. older now, so settled in, because if you remember right, Susie had to call her parents yes. to and then say she was going, you know, to hang out with her friend to lie, but then all Allison had to do is say, Hey, I'm gonna stay after and hang out. And probably dad's like, when you get home, we'll have some shooting lessons there, honey. You know, so <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, well, after we get introduced to Rick and Linda who are coming to this party. We we see Mike, uh, your good friend Mike, yes. go visit yep. Leslie, the, yes. the big-boobed the big girlfriend that Chad alluded to. Yes. And they kind of have a little back and forth, and that's uh, Leslie, played by Susie Slater, by the way. Um, the two go back and forth with Leslie's dad, uh, you know, and he's kind of – I mean, he basically calls her a slut. I mean, yeah, not yeah. in so many words, yeah. but he does. Uh, Arthur Roberts, another canon alumni. Can you guess this one, Chad Cruz? What movie was he in?
0: Absolutely not. And I'm not going to click on it either. RTG? He was uh, in Revenge of the Ninja. Didn't he play like Brayden or something like that? Yeah, Braden. Revenge of the Ninja. He was
1: was Shokasugi's friend who betrayed him. That is correct.
0: Big mistake, Arthur.
1: Absolutely was, and (laughs) and he paid the price. Uh, I have another question for you, gentlemen. Has anybody here worked at a mall? In their life.
0: Negative. Ne- negative. But I used to go and hang out at malls when it was great right. to hang out in a mall.
1: Obviously, I think everybody did yeah. that if you grew up at a yeah, certain
0: time. Hanging out at the Suncoast, you know, right. talking to the girl who, you know, worked behind the counter. Yeah. You know, sneaking a cigarette when you could, you could smoke inside of a mall. You know, just for the hell of it. You know, All sixteen years old. Oh, the good old days, man! Sixteen years old, walking around, smoking cigarettes, talking to chicks, maybe even even drinking some lemonade at the Chick Fil A and eating some uh, nuggets. That was some good times.
1: All right. Well, that that trip down <laughs> memory lane is brought to you by Chick Fil A. Uh, don't <laughs> don't go there on Sunday. All right. right so you know,
0: for real though, you could only used to go there at the mall. They we didn't we didn't have Chick Fil A's like store uh, in
1: the wild. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah.
0: Man, it was always at the mall. Yeah.
1: But anyway, the reason I asked you, gentlemen, this is the, the scene where we have, like, this locker room, which I, I could see there being, like, a locker room, but that there's shower facilities. So, like, I don't yeah. know. The, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the, the girl awesome. who works at the Limited could be showering next to the girl that works at the Gap. It seems odd. I mean, I know Chad Cruz has a job where he showers with his coworkers, but that's a yeah. different situation. Yeah. This, is, this yeah. just seemed odd to yeah. me. And it just seemed like, obviously, I mean, I understand why it's in the movie. But I'm just saying, how authentic is it?
0: You have to sneak in nudity in a Corman feature because, and a lot of times, it's not as much as you think. But the way the nudity spread out, it it feels like you have a, a shit ton of of naked women. So we had this scene, and we have a girl that just walks right by. She's kind of naked. I mean, it counts as a new scene. So, in my humble opinion, and at this mall, they had some showers. Had to. Well,
1: obviously, in the, in this particular mall, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you kind of had to front load the nudity in this one because once things get going, right? Yeah. feel a little bit awkward to, like, nah, I'm going to take my top off while this killer robot's coming after me.
0: I yeah. did get pissed when one character put on their back on their clothes later on in the film because, <laughs> but that's another story. I'm uh, glad that we
2: teased that I shower with my coworkers and right. we left it there. So let's just leave <laughs> that there.
1: That's I I, I liked it too. Um, I liked it too. Yeah, yeah. So now we uh, we have you know Morty, the first tech is dead, who's been you know assigned to uh, watch these protector robots. So Garrett Graham shows up for his shift after pigging out, presumably either at the uh, where the Blands work or or where uh, no Chick- Tuesday, and Allison Chick Fil A,
2: Chick Fil
1: A, yeah. Um, so he shows up and he's not long for this world. And Garrett Graham, uh. I always think of him as Bud the Chud, uh, personally, but he's been in a ton of things.
0: Yeah, I liked him in used cars, man. He was really funny in used cars. You guys ever seen that, Kurt Russell?
1: I have. Not, well, I may I have seen that can't. Many, yeah. many moons many ago. To, yeah.
0: Played one of the salesmen with Kurt. Played a guy named Jeff. Check it out, guys. Use cars.
1: So that's the second suggestion, uh, non action <laughs> movie suggestion from I'm on, RPG.
0: I'm on a roll tonight,
1: fellas. So Garrett Graham is there. He doesn't last long. He he also is killed by the robots that he's supposed to be monitoring. And now the mall is closing and the party can begin. We get a little shot of Ferdy, uh, trying to look cool in the mirror, ch- you know, change things up a bit because he's about to to be set up on this blind date. And then one of the greatest examples of white people dancing you will ever see, as the uh, I believe it's uh, Dick and Susie are. Uh, dancing a little street walking, which was a song from a, another Roger Corman film. And now we get our Ferdy and Allison meet up and it's, it's really love at first sight, Chad Cruz.
2: It is. And it, it warms your heart to see it, especially when you know that a lot of people will die soon. Uh, but yeah, Ferdy, a man that would be hard to set up with any woman and Allison, a woman who wears a turtleneck, turtleneck under a sweater with another sweater on top of it. Um, you're just not going to find another person out there for them. And now we've we've met them separately, and now together they are the perfect couple. And I'm just so happy.
1: Okay, then we get to see the Killbots are on patrol. This kind of establishes that they're out of their little control room, and now they're roaming free because the mall is closed. And we now also know at this point they are Killbots. Just a little bit of that, that they're they're out, out doing their thing. And then we got cut back to the furniture store and it's sexy time. RTG.
0: Okay, so let's see. Okay, let's so let me go by memory. The first scene, you're gonna have a little Sexy time with uh, Rick and Linda. Unfortunately, Linda. Yeah, you can go by
1: your memory or the outline that I sent you. Whatever you choose to do.
0: So unfortunately, Rick and Linda do not get naked. Uh, Linda (laughs) actually uh, plays a character in this movie called Evils of the Night. Since we're on a horror movie kick, she plays a a character named Nancy in that movie. And it's almost like the same exact character, except she's engaged to the guy, not married to the guy. I mean, she wears the exact, almost the exact same outfit. Almost like, you know, she's kind of a tough girl in this. She's a tough girl in that. So we cue to them, and then we go to Susie and Greg, and Susie gives us a nice um, peek of her assets, played by the lovely Barbara Crampton, guys. And if you know, I mean, she is as about as ageless as they come. Because if you follow her on any social media, her pictures, she is as gorgeous today as she was when this movie was made. And so RTG have,
1: follows her on every social media. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I do. And so th- there, there's a little nude scene there. She's a, a very nice nude scene. And then we we have Susie and Mike, and of course uh, Chad already uh, let Le- the Mike. Yeah, yeah, Leslie. That's that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, they yeah.
1: were. Yeah,
0: so Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie has Leslie
1: is played by Susie. That's where the confusion comes. Uh,
0: Yeah, Yeah. Leslie's eyes are so huge, and it's it's a distraction from everything else. And and Mike Mike tries to go like downtown on her, and she's like, (laughs) "No, not today, dog." And and she and he was like, "But what about yesterday or something like that?" And then all of a sudden, she has an urge for a smoke, but she only has like a certain brand she smokes. So Mike has to leave to go to a cigarette machine because this is the 80s when we had cigarette machines in the mall. But before Mike leaves, Susie, I mean, whatever her name is in this, what is it? Leslie. Leslie Leslie. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie. I'm sorry. I, I was distracted by Leslie's, um, what she gives uh, Mike's a, lo- a little peep, uh, peep show. And you're like, my God, she is very well stacked in yes. the. I mean, very well. Like and She has
1: an ample bosom.
0: Yes, she has yeah. an ample bosom. I'm sure they were, that's how God made her. I don't, I'm sure there's no silicone involved. And our friend Mike with the gum goes out on a mission to find some cigarettes and i'll turn it back over to you brain
1: well and and while all that you know hanky panky yeah you've got ferdy and allison they're just kind of chilling watching an old creature feature on tv which conveniently was uh, roger corman's attack of the crab monsters from 1957 and they're just kind of getting to know one another and, and they're having the a nice little first date that you'd expect i mean again Obviously, uh, Allison's not the the type to put out on on night number one. I, I,
0: think. I, I, I don't. I don't know, guys. She might have. She might have mm-hmm. put out if if Fergie, thirty the nerdy, was a little more, uh, a little more alpha. She might have put out. You never know.
1: Well, maybe, and maybe if a frog had wings, well, you, know, you know, right, Anyway,
0: it it would have been hard to get the four
2: sweaters off of her though. Hey, so. So Mike, it's funny when you're when you're talking about Mike and Leslie's little scene. Uh, you know, Mike has no desire to to leave that bed, which no, we can no. all uh, you know we all understand why. And then you know she pulls her babylongs out there, and he's like instant motivation to to like get these cigarettes as fast as possible. So it's funny because his chewing intensifies like instantly as as the blank as the sheet comes down, the chewing <laughs>
0: intensifies. I mean. Like, how many- I must get
2: the, he's like a robot. I must get these cigarettes
0: and come back. How many characters do you think have met their demise because of boobs?
1: Uh, Pretty much every man in Friday the 13th movie. Yeah.
0: Horror films, especially. Yeah. Except that guy in the wheelchair in part two or three, one of the other. Yeah, that
1: was number two as well. Yeah. Two, they push him right down. The, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, boobs are like,
2: boobs yeah. to horror is like weed to reefer madness. You know, yeah, so there you it, go. Go. it kills everybody.
0: There you go. Definitely the uh, the old sex kills, but I'm always the person that says it's not the sex that kills you; it's the fact that you're distracted and you yeah. can't pay attention. Yeah. Well,
2: even the film shows way. you. Yeah, you got to keep you got to keep that 360. And even this this movie proves that you know the the people who take it slow. You know, I'm not calling them virgins, but the people who are who are, I'm uh, not going to run off and you know, rip their things out and start bumping uglies. They're the ones who survive the longest.
0: And, and I also think that you really, when you first start watching this movie and if you don't read the opening credits to see who's listed number one, I mean, there's a little to me mystery of who will survive because really to me, you have two really good contenders. You had the nerd herd on, on one and then you have Rick and Linda as the other group. Cause Rick and Linda being right. like the alpha, the alphas. So you kind of, at least, at least to me, like the first time I watched, I uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, I was leaning e- either way. So
1: we also get a, a quick little uh, cameo from the legendary Dick Miller, who plays Walter yes. the janitor, and the same does...
0: character he played in a movie, Buckets of Blood, directed okay. by Roger Corman back in the day. So he reapprised his role in a movie. So go figure.
1: And I've never known a person who could reapprise a role, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do
1: know that killbots can electrify you and, and kill you. Basically they electrocute you and kill you. So that's exactly what happens to poor Walter. Uh, he has a little run-in with the with the killbot who knocks over his bucket and makes a horrible mess, but again that, that ends up being the least of Walter's problems. And then
0: where where does this mess go? I mean, I mean, where does he go after he gets killed? Yeah. I mean, they, they, where they never, bots,
1: well, yeah. I guess the killbots probably drag him out and throw him in the dumpster or something.
2: I don't know. It's it's. There's a lot of questions there. My first question was, uh, where did he learn to mop? Because it is not
0: <laughs> no, but it's just so much
2: water on the floor. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense.
0: He's been mopping since 1959. I mean that. I mean that, he's been yeah. a janitor for that long.
2: Well, it would take that long to mop that mall floor. I would tell him that, but
0: yeah, it's a big. Mall. He, he spent 30 years of his life as a janitor.
1: Only be three f- three floors yeah. too. Three Only floors. Get killed by a fucking robot. Who would have thought? Yeah. And I also like the uh that there's bully janitors who like kind of make fun of them. Like they're the, cool, can- they're the they're the cool janitors and then yeah. there's poor Walter. That's
2: They probably yeah. have like a buffer like you know, just like whoa, and they just
1: ride like a Zamboni. All right, so once uh once we kill off Walter, we go back to Mike who is uh getting these uh cigarettes, but Mike becomes the first of our yeah young adults uh who gets killed in this thing um and he gets his throat slit, so Leslie, who really needs that cigarette and probably needs some more of the of Mike too, goes looking for him and we get a nice booty cam shot as she makes her way over there um and then we she finds Mike dead and that, that obviously freaks her out she starts running, killbot chases her, and then it happens Chad Cruz what a scene
2: yeah I mean it's uh in recent memory it's one of my favorite head explosion scenes that I can think of. And you know, if you follow enough people on Twitter, you'll see gifs, you know, from now till midnight of people's heads exploding and I see them a lot, but this one is one of the better ones I've seen in a long time. And poor Leslie, uh, she had so much going for her. two things in particular, but that head exploding was magical.
1: Uh, On the commentary track that, uh, is on the Blu-ray. Uh, Wynarski even says, you know, uh, other than scanners, he thinks, you know, and obviously he's a bit biased, but other than scanners, he thinks that's the best head explosion of all time. And it's hard to, it's hard to argue that.
0: There's a great, I mean, when, yeah, I mean, sh- she's almost done dirty because of how bad, or how awesomely bad that head explosion is. And then right as that head explosion, is she's, her head is exploding. We get that perfect shot of Allison and Ferdy, like kind of through the glass, like the bloods on the glass of of the door of the window or whatever. It's just it's one of those shots that I remember the most from the movie. But her her death is just awful, and it's like, but, I mean, but it's hilariously awful. I mean, it- I mean, props to the to the special effects people for that. Yeah, it's that like way
1: before CGI, folks. That was yes.
2: And it's great. It's a great spot, too, because it's it's one of those like record scratching scenes to where, you know, as of now, we haven't seen anything really devastating. You know, we saw the the janitor get electrocuted and we saw these other the the tech guys get killed. But and even Mike, his death scene was super under underplayed. Uh, I would have like somehow used that cigarette machine to kill him. But um, because that's why, you know, that was like what he was going for. But he just kind of gets the throat sliced. And then Leslie comes out there, and you get this magnificent death scene. So yeah,
1: it, it's okay. like,
2: oh, my God, what's about to happen here?
1: They almost lull you into it. Like, yeah. like you're like, okay, she's just going to get, you know, maybe, who knows? The, the robot's going to catch her, but no, we get that awesome scene. So, yeah, the, the blood splatters on the thing. The killbots now notice that there's these other people in the the furniture store so they go inside they start shooting it up and everybody's diving behind couches and the chandelier gets shut down and they end up in the storeroom and it's once they're in the storeroom they hear the big super security doors shut because it is officially midnight and now our young adults whether they're what age they are we don't know are now uh locked in and Susie does not handle this uh very well at all rtg
0: yeah, this is definitely some PTSD right here, because she just saw her friend's head explode, and she just starts freaking out. And this is definitely her downfall from from here on out. There's there's not going to be a Susie much longer.
1: Yeah, and we instantly kind of see uh, Allison has that uh, marine blood in her because she yeah. you know, she kind of she's steady, she's steady Eddie in here. She's not rattled at all. She suggests, hey, let's use those air ducts. To get out of yep. here, so the girls get in there um, before the killbots bust open the door. Um, so they just get in. The door is busted open. So the guys have to make a run for it. And now we have this fantastic scene. I mean, and this is some of the best HVAC in the business. Chatter. <laughs> Apparently, they turn the heat on, and it instantly like yeah. gets to be uh, uh, cooking your Thanksgiving turkey temperature in that.
2: Yeah, and I, and I was kind of hoping that you know, Allison suggesting the air ducts would, and she would have a comment where she's like, Oh, my dad works in HVAC or something. Uh, <laughs> because you know, later on she has the comment about her dad being a Marine. So it would just, to me, it would be great. Like she, everything, it's just like works to her benefit in her life. But, uh, yeah, they, they're in this air duct that's massively too big,
1: right. uh, and, and
2: lit and lit and it's holding their weight, which it would never do that. Three people, ups, walking or crawling in it. No, but, uh, yeah, this is a movie made by people who watch lots of movies. So you're going to get these types of things, and and eventually Susie just—I uh, don't know if it's the 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 small confinement, confined spaces—that's getting to her, or it's the heat, or it's a little bit of both, and the fear. She's she's just had enough of it.
0: Yeah, yeah she, she needs she needs her mic or whoever yeah.
1: whoever Greg. Greg. She's Greg. Greg Mike's dead. Greg. Mike's dead. Why don't you have some respect for the? Yeah. All a
2: while, the guys are 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 thinking straight. Right. Thinking yep. as you know as you hope that you would in a situation yep. like this. Like all right, so this should hit the fan. What do we do first? Same
0: same peck and go to peck and paws, baby. Let's go to peck and Get some guns. Get some guns.
1: And yeah, and then we, we get some we get the let's go send those fuckers a Rambo Gram. You know that, you know, again, we talk about Rambo uh, you know, in our Hall of Fame. Uh, bulletproof action hall of fame. You know, he was a cultural icon, John yeah. Rambo. And and that's why, because you have movies like this that reference him. And we get a we also get a Dirty Harry reference uh from Ferdy of all people.
0: get twenty what, 23 24 times Ferdy saw Dirty Harry. Yeah. So yeah, good for him.
1: And and they come across uh, one of the kill bots and they just kind of open fire just shooting and then they, they get the bright idea Throw a, a roll of propane tank in front of it, blow it up and see if that does it. And apparently it does, or at least they think it does.
0: Yeah. Who, who shot worse the young adults or the killbots? Because there's so many lasers the, I mean these, these kids somehow magically survive all these lasers, and these, these kids are shooting at, at the killbots, and I'm just trying to figure out who was the worst shot.
1: I would say the worst shot is all four members of the A-team. But, uh, <laughs> A team, but that's
0: yeah, it's a very exciting. like very
2: much like a GI Joe style It's just like shoot shoot like all over the place without anyone really getting hit that often, which is even more remarkable when you think about Leslie's head from earlier. So right,
1: like it was yeah, it had sharpshooter precision for that, and then after that, no, it was
2: yeah. all like that killbot went back and was like, yeah, did you see that? Like he was all excited. <laughs>
1: So at this point now is where Su- we see Susie have her meltdown. She says Greg needs her, and what she's going to do, nobody knows. Uh, so they, she, she's getting out. Conveniently, they end up in the hardware store at the mall mm-hmm. where they decide to make their own Molotov cocktails because there's gas cans. And apparently at this mall, there's gas cans with gasoline in them, which <laughs> I don't think is accurate at all, but what the hell. So we, we see that, and, and yeah, Linda's kind of showing them how, how to make these Molotov cocktails because every uh, auto repair person knows about those. Uh, and we also get a little foreshadowing because Allison grabs a road flare and uh, oh yeah, she stashes it, it away. And you know, obviously, if you've ever seen a movie before, like, okay, that road flare has got to come into play at some point.
0: And she also had a quote when they were in the air ducts about how they were gonna be French fried or something like that. Yeah. It was, it was something close to that. So I, I just feel bad for her because she watched her friend's head explode and and there's just not there's not much left for her. Okay,
2: let um, me let me
0: uh, backseat
2: drive here for a second. Here's what I would have done. Okay.
1: Oh, here we go.
2: I'm rebooking it. Okay. The killbots, the used heat signatures. To kill people, right? That's why they heated up the air ducts, because they want to. They want these these bodies to be nice and and toasty, so they can oh, sense them. Okay. So the
1: opposite of the predator mud.
2: Exactly. So what they're doing. So then then this is mentioned at some point where they use like you know, like body heat to sense people moving throughout the mall, um, and then what you do is when they throw the propane tank and all that jazz, uh, these guys like light maybe they light a fire or something is on fire and then the robot is like aiming at this little bush or whatever you know a little potted plant that's on fire and it's like blasting away at this thing because the heat signature gives them the opportunity to throw the propane tank thereby blowing it to smithereens okay okay and then later okay. on when allison has the road flare like oh shit she grabbed the road flare this is going to come into play um Is this is this work at all? You think? Mm,
0: Yeah, it it could. It could work.
2: Book it. Book it. Book it, brain.
1: Okay, I'll get right on that. So we we have the girls, and and, and I'm just I'm moving on because Chad Cruz (laughs) is always rebooking shit, and I I can't. I I have no power to do what you want me to do, Chad. So the girls have their gas cans and they're, they're being chased by a, a killbot. Um, and the guys can hear Susie. I think the dead could hear Susie screaming. Um, so the gas and the, the whole Molotov cocktail thing, not working at all. It's not stopping the, 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 kill bots pain in the ass Susie, as I have here in my notes, because at this point I was ready for her to die because she was annoying the piss out of me. Um, she gets set on fire because she's holding on to her Molotov cocktail and, uh, the killbot once again is does manage to, uh, to shoot properly and and hits the uh the Molotov cocktail and she's she signature.
2: He's signature, guys. He, okay.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. And so she burns up and she has a nice slow and painful death and the other girls are just sitting there cringing as they watch their friend burn to death.
2: And that's a great scene because as you said like the, the guys appear right as it's happening. So they witness it. And it turns Greg into kind of a mess.
0: Well, Greg, now this is Greg's t- time to have PTSD, and he is deeply impacted by the death of his girlfriend, and he's never the same. So,
1: yeah, he he definitely has his his freak out moment. But now the guys are luring that killbot to their elevator trap that they were working on, and uh, this is where we get the Allison. Line, where she you know has that dead eye, she makes the shot, and the reason she can make the shot is because her dad's a marine.
0: Dad's a marine. It's, yeah. it's it's my favorite line in the film. I think
2: he passed it down genetically his his marksmanship skills. But yeah, that, that's a pretty cool trap. I mean, it's it's pretty unexpected. You know, the guys are are really shown up here. They they went and got guns pretty much instantly. And then they set a trap for one of the robots. Now, how do the robots? I, I know there's there supposedly one per level, right? Uh, can they go up and downstairs?
1: They they can go up and down the escalators. Escalators, the escalators. Yeah.
2: okay. Because I was wondering they really that.
1: they really can't. I mean, if you yeah. look at,
2: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: at them and they're you know they're just too way too wide. But you so you never really see them fully on the escalator for yeah. that reason. Kind of like how you you know. They had to shoot RoboCop in certain ways because. Right. But uh, yeah, th- that's how they're they're getting up and down when they're not using the elevator.
2: Like you could go to the the very, that last part of the escalator before it like has the rotational portion of it where it's like, you know, just metal. And you could uh, crack a few eggs there and it would just sit there and spin its wheels.
1: <laughs> and we kind of get a little bit of that uh, later. Not using eggs, mind you, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe eggshell. All right. Where am I here? Okay, so now they think they've got two down. <laughs> two down and one to go. Um, <laughs> and then we get to see where they kind of, I think they go all huddle into the uh, the restaurant. Um, and this oh is another, this oh another, another question I always have is Linda's there with her calculator figuring out how they're going to have to pay for it. Like, why does she feel – but any of this is their responsibility. They didn't make these robots that went crazy.
0: She's the responsible adult in the room. Yeah. And, and, and you know, they have to go up on their rates when she's like, how are we going to pay? You know, how many like, is that? She's like, I got a
2: small business loan. I got a mortgage, uh, no car payment. Cause that car is a piece of junk, but she's got debt guys. Yeah. Got to think about these sorts of things because nobody else is going to think about them. She doesn't have mommy and daddy to take care of all her problems.
0: Okay, I like her.
1: All right, easy well, tiger.
0: I, I, well, I, I like her. I like her too, all the way up until about the end. But yeah, I mean, I guess she thought that no one would believe her that these robots were killing them for giggles. I guess, I guess she thought that they would blame them because. Who would ever think that a protector robot would go crazy and start killing innocent people?
1: But how would they even know? They like if they survived. And so when the doors open at six o'clock, just leave. Hell yeah, dude! Like, not like like Linda, they have. To, I don't know. Linda,
2: Linda is the Dave Ramsey of the '80s. She's like drives this old beat up vehicle that she fixes herself, and she started her own business that she runs yep. with her husband. Like she's worried about money like she's not going to overspend Yeah, you know yeah.
0: I, I really hope their emergency fund was you know eight million dollars yeah. or whatever because i think they were on baby step two on their debt and yeah. now they're now they're screwed <laughs> their debt snowballed oh man yeah, yeah. A Shame. yeah
1: so while linda is uh doing some calculating Greg is getting more and more emotional. He, he's got vengeance on his mind. Um, and he's pissed. He's pissed that the girls left the dock. He, he doesn't understand. Um, then Ferdy has a bright idea uh, to try to shut down the, the computer that, that's controlling the robot. So Greg's like, all right, yeah, let's go do that. And he just takes off. He's head of the pack. And this ends up causing his demise as he has a horrific rail death She he just dumped off with second or third level to the to the. Yeah, hard, I
0: mean, that's a lazy death. <laughs> it's just those ass. It's almost like you know we had such a good death at, uh, with with the exploding head that we just just go downhill after that. Yeah, we we just, did, yeah.
2: The women are like they get great deaths, and the men are just kind of like throat slice or pushed off a balcony. Yeah,
0: uh, Th- throat slice. Off a balcony, you know, guy goes crazy, his girlfriend's dead, he's just running around like a maniac. he trips, falls, or whatever, gets thrown off a, of, what three three well, the only good thing about his death is they kind of show like after he falls like the the damage to his his skull i mean, I guess I mean it's not really, but I mean, you could just tell that that was a painful a lot of bones were broken, and yeah, he's part. like contorted a bit, yeah, 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 yeah the way the way his body's just kind of contorted, there you go.
1: So now we have the final four and they break into the department store to kind of the, be a shortcut to get to up to the uh, third level. Um, and now they've got two kill bots after them. And here's another question. They don't question that. They thought they have eliminated yeah. two of the three and now there's two and nobody even's like, where the hell did that one come from? Right. They just, they just, I mean, now obviously they're, they're running for their lives as well, but. For you know, they stopped to to calculate. They they could they didn't calculate that too well. um And then another interesting piece of this movie: um mirrors, RTG are laser proof.
0: Yes, you can. Yes, a mirror's
1: just a regular if, mirror. Just a regular Sorry.
0: mirror. Look, look. If a killer robot's after your ass, just hide right by a mirror, behind a mirror, and I guarantee you, you'll be fine. You will not get hurt
1: yeah they, they set up this elaborate mannequins in front of the mirror with the, they have a sheet over the mirror, and they're kind of on the edge of it shooting and these the, the killbots shooting at mannequins, thinking they're people, but when yep. they pull that, that uh, sheet, the it just deflects back. It is stupid.:
2: It's very dumb, and if, you, if they had gone with my idea of the the body heat thing, it would have never happened.
1: That's very true.
2: If anything, you know what would have happened? They would have lured the bots to the pizza shop using the heat from the ovens, and then they would dump marinara sauce all over their heads, destroying their lasers.
0: Boom. Book it. <laughs> Book it. Book it.
1: So this laser. <laughs> this laser hits this killbot and now uh, the killbot. He's, he's just going, he's out of control. Now he, he's all haywire and he's just shooting everything. And one of them hits Linda. So Rick, I don't know where this cart came from. I don't know what purpose it serves, Off cart, yeah. <laughs> but Rick gets into this cart and just is like, you know, screw it. My wife's dead. I'm going for it. And he rams into the, the out of control kill bot. He gets electrocuted. And, uh, uh, the, what I especially liked here, and I'm sure the the Blu-ray definitely didn't get, help this, is you see the man, like you see Rick, who's obviously not Rick Lane. It's a dummy,
0: <laughs> dummy Probably, Rick,
1: uh, dummy Rick laying there as this kill killbot goes up and smoke. So and
0: and what an awful death for Rick and Linda, two people that, in my opinion, should have been the. He- if I was to rewrite this movie, they would have been the ones living because up to then they were the they the perfect couple. Well, Just and again, yeah,
1: that's the other thing. You know, we we did talk about how, you know, as Chad said, the quote-unquote virgins usually survive these things. Well, Rick and Linda weren't virgins, but they were a married couple. Mar- they're allowed, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, allowed yeah. to have sex. It wasn't premarital sex. I mean, they may have engaged in that prior, but we don't know that. And the Killbots certainly don't know that. They were a married couple. They could screw all they want. That's the whole purpose of getting married. But uh, I don't know.
0: If anything, their marriage defied what real marriages are like. <laughs> Because I mean, the, <laughs> they had like about the most perfect uh, marriage, support from both partners. You know, exactly. Yeah, you're. Yeah, just you know, no, no arguing. That's <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that's a utopia that <laughs> does not exist.
1: So now we are down to two, and it is yeah. Ferdy and Allison, um, and they decide they're going to split up so one of them could get to the computer. Because
0: yeah, you always split up in a horror movie. I mean, that's just the way right. to survive. And, and
1: that's the thing. I think Allison actually suggested that earlier, and, and she got shut down real quick. But I, I guess since now it's just two of them, we got we got to try anything. Um, so the the last killbot finds Allison, but uh, you know she screams her bloody head off, and it's Ferdy to the rescue. And like right here, if, if this ended, I think you're right. I think Ferdy would have gotten some that night. Oh, he, he still may have, you know, after the movie ended, but, uh, pretty to the rescue. Uh, he ends up getting hit with a fire extinguisher, <laughs> yeah. which uh, just knocks the wind out of him, sends him back, cracks his noggin on the floor. And you see a pool of blood. So Ooh. you're thinking he's dead. Uh, he's just dead too. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's really good. Chad. Thank you. Um, so Allison then makes her way to the pet store. And I'm going to tell you what right here. This is where I would have been out. I'm done. If, if there were snakes and tarantulas crawling around on me, done. If, if I would have like read read the script, I would have been, no, absolutely not. How much are you paying? I don't care. No.
0: Yeah, and she's also in uh, Roger's little shop of pets. So kind of like homage to Roger Corman. You guys notice that while watching?
2: Yeah, it's funny that she runs into the the one shop that makes lots of noise. Uh, <laughs> it's like dogs barking and everything's
0: like. like she's like that ah, son of a. Hey, God. while she's um, sitting, like hiding from the killbots, she's actually sitting by a product called Cock Starter Chicken Feed. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. That was a, yeah, I didn't notice that. Now
2: I, have to I did not either.
1: Look at RGG. Yeah. If yeah. a cock's on the screen, he's gonna see it. Well, mm. oh. oh, thanks a lot, guys. Never misses a cock. Yeah. Hey,
0: I'm I'm a equal opportunist to let the viewers know about whatever. <laughs> so there you go.
1: Yeah, there you go. And uh after she survives the horror of being in with snakes and tarantulas. She she almost has herself a rail death. She's hanging for dear life. Oh, Fortunately,
0: yeah, there's
1: a tent below with like suitcases and stuff. You know, just I don't know, some random pop-up type uh, situation uh, in the middle of the pillow.
2: The selling pillows or something.
1: Yeah, the my pillow guys down there. He's selling <laughs> some stuff. You anything soft Mike, is
2: Mike Lindell is selling my pillows <laughs> in nineteen eighty six. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: and crack as well, I believe. Whoa! But, uh, oh my god! I think that's his story, isn't it? I,
2: I think so. he probably uh, yeah. He he had a rough early start. Yeah, and,
1: back in uh, yeah in '86, he probably wasn't selling my pillows. He was he was no, probably selling
2: crack. No, he he. I think he was. Uh, he went through some shit before he turned it around. Right. So
1: and, yeah, then he got his cross and started selling the uh, pillows. Um,
0: and now he's rich. So there you go. Yeah,
1: he sure is. And, and we're we're talking about chopping malls. So <laughs> who's laughing now? Uh, anyway, so she lands in the tent, so she survives. And now we have another amazing thing at this mall. I mean, we already have found gasoline in, in the gas cans. There's a locker room with showers, mirrors that are laser proof. Now she goes into the paint store and somehow this paint has already got the color in it. Oh, It's already mixed, pre-mixed right. paint.
2: And half so, of the cans are, like, half empty. So, you know, so she's opening the cans with, like, one well, foot well, wrist, well, maybe and they're that, all half empty. Yeah,
1: maybe that explains it. People bought it, and they, they brought it back, and they didn't like the color. Maybe that's why it was already mixed.
2: It's an interesting mall. You know, they've got a gun store, they've got a hardware store, and they've got a paint store.
1: They also have a movie theater. and I, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but, you know, it's playing at the movie.
2: I
0: did not. Remo
1: I, Williams and Crush what? Groove. Ooh, wow, did juicy.
0: you did you see either of those at the theater, Chris?
1: I did not, but I, I did see them back in the back in the day on on uh, rental.
0: Awesome. awesome. When was uh, the first time you saw Chopping Mall?
1: That was a rental as well, and I remember seeing the commercial for it and being really hyped about it because this was definitely when I was really no. into horror movies you know, at this point um, it kind of w- dropped off a bit after a while, but this time, yeah, I was all about it. And uh, that was a, that was a definite rental back in the day.
0: And definitely that, that cover the, of the art. Oh, even yeah. Though, yeah. Yeah. That, that cover probably rented. Yeah. I wonder how many people rented it expecting, you know, <laughs> this is like going to be yeah, a, yeah.
1: like Jason or, or Michael Myers is in the mall. Yeah. Chasing right. After you, Right. So she gets into the paint store. She dumps a bunch of paint. And this is what you were kind of mentioning, Chad, is, is if this thing can't get traction, it's just going to spin out. And uh, that's exactly what happens. And obviously the paint is flammable, and mm-hmm. especially the turpentine and whatnot that she was using. And this is where we get our road flare and the line uh, for Allison uh, RTG. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, hey, have a nice day.
1: And they put a little echo effect on it, I believe. Hey. hey,
0: Hey, have
1: hey, a nice uh, day.
2: Yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah. So, so Should
1: we get it? Our hero, our heroine, heroine,
2: Allison, not,
1: the, not the my pillow heroine. No,
2: <laughs> no, that was all gone. He, he might've passed out in that tent. He might still be laying under that tent. Uh, Allison, really, they, they really, she gets, she gets a big push here, man. She's looking pretty good by the end of this. Um, she has all the right answers. She does all the right stuff. The only thing that could have made it better is if, like, uh, she had like grabbed Ferdy and like given him like that the dip, you know, oh,
0: <laughs> and, and, and
2: laid one on him.
0: him. That would have made her the real pants wearer. Ah, uh, well, this was was like 1986, so uh, I don't think movie audiences was waiting was uh, ready yet. If this no. was made in
2: 2020,
0: you but know, she knows. did.
2: But she was the hero. I'm going to book it real quick here. Uh, Do it. If I had booked it, I would have said she had the flare, she had the plan, she had the paint and all that shit there. And the thing blasted something and it knocked the flare out of her hand and it went flying. And she's on the ground and she's reaching and she can't get to it. Uh, it's real far away. And she's looking up and this things about the shooter with the little electrical things. And Ferdy who we think is dead from like w- wicked far away launches that flare lights him up, blows it up all this shit. And then he's like, my dad played for the Dodgers or something like that, you know? Cause her dad did this, her dad did that. That's where she learned everything. Boom. Ferdy has a story too. Saves right. a day.
1: True. And yeah, Ferdy, we should, uh, you know, all the credits. Kind of, you spoiled it, but yes, Ferdy lived, you know, he, he had a bad, bad, uh, Head in- head injury. A little toilet paper fixed it up for him, though.
0: Concussion, yeah, yeah. Maybe so, uh, Deputy Dewey from Scream is inspired by Ferdy, you know, because you think Dewey's dead and Scream, and then you have a shot at the end, of him coming out on the stretcher. So, you know, the nerd gets to live, and and this is just an, another example of that. You almost, I almost didn't want Ferdy to live, you know. Well, but you can also you can also say Chopping Mall is their first date. This is their first date, the a first date from hell. I mean it's it's a survival yeah. night film, you know, action horror, whatever. But it's also their first date. So And he
2: does okay. Like it's not like he like wimps out or he, no. he try to stop the thing. It's
0: not like he like freaks out and runs the other direction. So I mean I guess- he wasn't yeah, you know, he 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 wasn't a puss. I mean he he held on to the gun. I mean, he sh- he tried to shoot the gun. It's not like he ran away from anything. I mean, if, if anything, I, I, I'm impressed that a geek like that actually had some skills.
1: He did. And, well, and you know, I think that's you know, kind of the the message that we see now is you know these these nerds and these geeks, they're the ones who are building all this stuff and, and have the brains to to create the world we live in now. So. Maybe that's what they were trying to tell us way back then in 1986. Yeah. Just
2: believe whatever you want to believe, Brain.
1: I don't know. I'm just <laughs> theorizing. All right, so Freddy's alive. We get the end credits. We get some nice title cards for each character. Classic. They did this also in Predator, which I love that in Predator as well.
2: So good. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and, again, the great music from Chuck Serino, which was just throughout. That's actually my ringtone is the, the chopping Mall. Really, I, I wow. love it.
2: I love a good synth score. I love synth, uh, yeah. And it's so fantastic. And, and uh, when you listen to it today and there's people around and you're like, what are you listening to? I'm like, do you like it? Yeah, I do like it. You know what I mean? It's, right. It seems like it's been gone long enough to where it's time to, to bring it back.
1: Yeah. And there was actually, um, and, and I haven't heard anything about this recently, but there was talk that Wynorski was going to do like a limited series of Chopping Mall. Yeah, there was um, like, yeah, there's like also a, a modern a, yeah. modern update of it, um, and I would assume, I mean, it, and I'm I'm pretty sure he had Kelly Maroney and uh, yep Tony, Tony O'Dell locked in for it. Um, so hopefully that we see the the light of day someday. But uh, yes, she she teased that there yeah. there's
0: a teaser trailer on YouTube. She teased it in either a Twitter or Instagram post, and I like actually sent her sent like a, a message or whatever on there. I'm like. There's nothing on IMDb about it, but all she did was like the message. So that's, I don't, I don't know. So, yeah.
1: So maybe we'll get a little bit more chopping mall at some point, but, uh, any final chopping mall thoughts, uh, RTG. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would say that chopping mall is one of my favorite survive the night horror movies with killer robots based in the eighties with young adults doing their best. I think these, these young adults, do pretty good against the bad guys or the bad robots. And it's, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, there's some parts on it that we kind of did a deep dive in of some of, of its faults, but you can't deny that it's one hell of an entertaining, um, action film. It's also a good, almost slasher film because we do see uh, some good, some good deaths. And so it's, it's one of those genre mashups mm-hmm. and it's very memorable because of, some good performances and a some big boobs and a head that goes kaboom.
2: And it's short. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't waste a lot of time. Yeah,
0: it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't play around. It just kind well, of do it. One of the reasons why it's so short is because I believe it was originally released in the theater as it was called Killer Robots or, or just something like that. Kill and they killbots. Kill and so you had people thinking they were going to see the Transformers. And the movie actually ran about another fifteen minutes, and so when they recut it to Chopping Mall, they cut fifteen minutes out. And I, I don't think they cut any of the good parts out, if you know what I mean. I think they just cut some, a bunch of talk. So they they recut it to a any, any movie that's eighty under eighty minutes that you that you could almost watch on your on your lunch hour and be done. You know, that's to me. And and it's good, you know, a short yeah. movie under. I mean, I almost wish all movies were under ninety, 90 minutes, just because, and, and 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 it being a good movie. And this one is, I mean, it does not wear out its welcome at all. I mean, right. it's it, never it, it,
1: it didn't need to be a long movie, and and it wasn't. It, it it was exactly it was the perfect length for what it needed to be.
2: Right, and and you're right with the the action genre does a lot. It there's lots of good action comedies, and then now we we're you know we know this but people are seeing there's lots of good action horror movies and this is one of them it's short characters are fun they're entertaining you like them you don't want them all to die you, you enjoy them seeing them on screen the robots are fun and they're killing people in, in inventive ways and i i don't know how old i was when i saw this i remember the poster most of all and i, I remember just kind of like the generic uh people stand in the mall get attacked by by robots in there uh but I probably haven't seen it since the very early '90s, uh, um, probably '91, '92. I don't know, but uh, it's been a long time since I'd seen it. So I, I, I was very happy watching it again, and and I'm looking forward to uh, if they do revisit it. If Wynorski gets the chance to revisit it, I'd love to watch it.
1: Yeah, I, I was kind of the same way. I had seen it originally, renting it probably '87 um sometime in there and uh loved it but then it just kind of that was it i never saw it again and then i picked it up uh it was like a in an eight pack horror yep. eight pack yeah I, I, I watched it and it like i was like okay yeah this is <laughs> becoming an annual tradition again and now it's like yeah i've seen it so many times i'll watch it multiple times in a year what's you know then the, the blu-ray came out and that was a you know beautifully done um so, yeah, this one definitely probably in my top five horror movies of all time. And the fact that it's got that action element in it, as, as you mentioned, the genre mashup, just makes it all the better. Um, so, yeah, Chopping Mall, great film, uh, a great film for us to talk about here on this Halloween edition of the Bulletproof podcast. Uh, but speaking of podcasts, RTG, you've been kind of making the rounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. RTG, the RTG press tour has been going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what- some uh, plugs to uh, some of the shows you've been popping in on. Yeah, man. So I started
0: off on The Exploding Helicopter, a great friend of our show. I went on to discuss Angel Has Fallen. That, that was pretty cool. We talked about exploding helicopters. Obviously. And all, yeah, all that good stuff. And then just yesterday, I went on um, Atkins Undisputed, the new podcast from our friend Michael Scott. And we talked about the new Scott Atkins movie, Seized. So I just recorded it yesterday, and it actually released today. So dudes, uh, Michael's really uh, getting that podcast going. I think it's going to be a huge hit. I mean, both of these, Exploding Helicopter and uh, Atkins Undisputed. All you listeners out there, look those guys up. Give them a listen. They're both uh, great podcasts. Also, I have a couple others booked I don't want to say anything just in case you know something happens yeah I, I don't want to jinx it but yeah I have been making the RTG tour and if you listen to Michael's introduction to me in the Atkins Undisputed podcast I mean that's how you should introduce me every single time brain so maybe you can listen and take some notes Maybe I, I can,
1: know. but I yeah. guarantee you. even yeah, if I listen, gonna, I am yeah, not it's going not to. Not going to happen.
0: Yeah, do, but, uh,
1: no one tells me how to introduce anybody on my. Day, but uh, so
0: but he's definitely a, a huge uh, friend of our show. He actually plugged your, uh, I, uh, Chad. He plugged your review for Welcome to Sudden Death. He uh, when he did a little podcast about that, he talked about some comments you made. Uh, I, I made sure to thank him for that, and Amen. but. But yeah, but um, yeah, I've been making the tour. Uh, If you want me on your podcast, um, just shoot me a whatever and tell me the topic, and I can probably get on it.
1: That's my Twitter.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am real Todd Gaines. If you would like to book me, my only thing I ask is maybe some Skittles or some Starburst, and I'll be glad to come on your show, talk whatever. I also can, believe it or not, do more than just action movies. I could do horror movies. I can do anything. I can do any kind of pop culture, whatever. What do you want to do? Give me, hit me up real Todd
1: games. We'll have a chat. Talk about it. Why not? Chad Cruz, anything you want to talk about? Nope. Not really. You you don't want to plug your book again? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Why
2: not? Now, nah, you know what? Listen to the last episode. I did it then.
1: We'll give them the website at least.
2: <laughs> okay. I, I did write a children's book. Uh, you can check it out on bookhogpress.com. It's you fantastic. Will. Your children will love it, and uh, you'll be a better parent for it.
1: You will. You will. And let's talk about November. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is coming out. Uh, I saw the trailer a oh. little bit ago. And did it's, anybody see any Jiu-Jitsu in that trailer, though? I don't care. She she and cares. I'm going to tell you what. It is awesome. I mean, it, I did not know what to expect, but I, it was not what I saw in that trailer, but in a good way, you know what I'm it just was like, oh, now I'm really interested. Before it was just kind of like, I, I kind of, I you know, had a, a ton of stars in there and, and some of our favorites, you know. And, it, it look,
0: it, yeah, it looks like your boy from the kickboxer movies is going to be the main character too, just based and, on and that's
1: and you're right. And that's what I was, you know, I was looking forward to, to seeing him in a non kickboxer role and how he would do, um, in, in it. And uh, looks it looks fantastic. Uh, We'll also have the continuing coverage of the Warrior series uh, from Cinemax, and The Mandalorian starts up here shortly, and we'll be covering that as well. So check us out, bulletproofaction.com. There is something new on the site each and every day. Uh, We appreciate you checking the site out. We appreciate you listening, and I think, guys, we are out of time. So for Todd Gaines and Chad Cruz, I am Chris the Brain. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast.